0: What's happening? (laughs) Shit, I know something's happening because everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric (laughs) Sagala. The championship. far Pass is going to be into oh, oh, baby, they're going to win this thing. Elway now is going to leave the game. Both arms extended in the air. And if it's not his last game, it sure seems like it. Four-man rush. Orton throws. Pass is going to be tipped. And caught. Oh, Stopey's got it. Here we go. 40. Toby House. Kim play fakes in the pocket, sets, throws, pass, off, Demarius Thomas, out of the 45 midfield, here we go, 40, 35, foot race, 20, touchdown, Denver is over, it's over in Denver. You Kate know, Manning now has more touchdown passes than any other player in NFL history. Protecting a three-point lead, looking for their fourth consecutive victory to start this 2015 season. The crowd on their feet, urging the Bronco defense. By man rush. Here comes T.J. Ward. Ward. Ward has it, strips the football. The ball is free. The Broncos have it. The first turnover created today by this Denver defense. And it is over here in Denver. To become the feature. Hurts. Pull it down and run. And will he run? Midfield. 40-35. Against Denver's red zone defense. The pass to the end zone. Touchdown. Devontae Smith once again on the receiving end. football is Darius Slay. Slay on the move to the outside. Walker's in front of him. Slay all by himself down the field. I can't believe this. I just can't believe this. Okay, Dad, keep you whore. Keep it down. Keep, keep it, on, it, down. Don't don't it down. Don't make a scene. Don't oh down. no, I'm not gonna make a scene. Jesus Frank. Jesus, Jesus Frank. 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 My life is a lie. My life is a lie. Somebody's gotta get stabbed. Somebody's gotta get stabbed. 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 Let's get out of here. Uh, We're going to get our asses kicked Friday. Weiler, after all the goddamn shenanigans you pulled last season, you should be thanking God you're still in goddamn uniform, goddammit! These... Sons of bitches prison f- us in the ass, and then they wipe their dicks on our grandma's drapes. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new, another episode of the Elevated Sports Podcast, bringing you the best of Broncos football. Fortunately, my co-host wasn't able to make it today. I really wanted to get his personal opinion on his thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater and his, uh, lack of effort on that fumble return for a touchdown so but i don't know what it, his uh opinion would be we did kind of briefly talk about it as it happened because um, we were able to watch it live we were able to actually sit down and watch a bronco and This was the first bronco game i actually got to sit down and watch live uh, this year so but damn, well, I, I mean, it was a really disappointing loss. It was very sad, uh, especially after last week. The Broncos looked completely dominating, and they looked like they found the answer, and they, they knew what they were going to do. And uh looked like they were finally finding their identity with the run game. However, sadly, that's not how things had happened. But I'm guessing that his opinion would be more like um, you got to have more effort on the play. You got to try and make a tackle because some dudes... But then he also did mention that this is the new NFL and this is the way uh, quarterbacks play those type of plays. And uh, I kind of got a few examples of that as well, especially for a uh, future Hall of Famer. Uh, But I'm guessing that he was probably really disappointed that he didn't get an opportunity to try and make a play or anything like that. It was very pathetic. But my personal opinion is I do understand from the point of view Uh, Yeah, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater did make a business decision, Um, and frankly, a lot of people in the Colorado media is very upset with him, and very understandably why you know why people are upset. My thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater is well, you know, he did come back from a horrendous horrendous knee injury back in uh, 2016, something like that, and took him a couple years to get back to the NFL. So I know he wasn't willing to sacrifice his body any more than he already did for the league. And uh, his reasoning at first was that he was just trying to force the Darius Slay to go towards the middle of the field. And uh, then the following day, he apologized for his lack of effort and uh, the fact that Vic Fangio actually showed him in front of the whole team um, that terrible play. It makes sense, you know, and a lot of people still don't want to forgive him. And a lot of people are already calling for Drew Locke. However, Drew Lock wouldn't have saved you in this game because Drew Lock wasn't even there. Drew Locke is in COVID protocol and don't really know the specifics of why he's uh, in that. You know, I do know that last year he was basically, um, you know, Pulling some bullshit handles on uh, the team and lying about uh, his, their tracers and make sure you know that they weren't in contact with anyone and that's why that whole Kendall Hinton game went down is because Drew Lock and the whole other quarterbacks basically were uh, trying to run around the rules. So Drew Lock wasn't even available for this game, so he wasn't going to save you if Drew, if uh, Teddy Bridgewater was just out there playing like shit. But this was a bad loss, very bad loss indeed for the Broncos. They lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, and and now what? This is a bad situation to find themselves in. Going into the bye week, they're five and five. Whoop-de-doo. That is a not a fun season to be excited. And even if we had Drew Lock as the starter all season long, how would you know? How many more losses would we have? I don't think that Drew Lock would be busting out any wins. I don't think he would beat the Eagles. I don't think he would beat you know, a lot of these teams. Drew Locke... I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I feel like Drew Locke's time in Denver is, is over. And the coaching staff does not want to give him another opportunity. They're sticking with Teddy. They know what they got with Drew Locke the last two years. Actually, the last year and a half, I guess. Since he didn't play at all his rookie season, except for the final five games. Uh, and he went 4-1. and one. But... Other than that, regarding, you know, inner, you know, turnovers and the quarterbacks not making a play. Uh, do you remember seeing Tom Brady at the beginning of the year against the well, not at the beginning of the year, but a couple weeks ago against the New Orleans Saints after he threw a game ceiling pick six uh, to one of their cornerbacks? And I just remember him watching him run down the sideline and not even attempting to even go in that area. Uh, And then it happened again against the Washington football team when he threw a pick and all he did was put his hands down on his knees and just kind of like give up on the play. Or there's been times where he threw a pick and then just started heading off to the sideline right away. And then again, I guess it's because it's Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady is one of the best and, you know, you got to give him special standards, but we're not going to call him out on that. But we'll call out Teddy Bridgewater, but for why, you know, is it really Teddy Bridgewater's fault that that play turned out the way it was? No, it wasn't. Teddy Bridgewater didn't fumble the ball. He didn't throw a pick. That was all on Malvin Gordon. And the fact that nobody wants to talk about Malvin Gordon fumbling again is kind of sad. Because Malvin Gordon, with the San Diego Chargers, did have a history of fumbling and putting it on the ground. I do you remember that? I do you remember that Malvin Gordon has had a history of not staying healthy? But. Primarily, the thing is, is him fumbling has been an issue. This year, he's definitely cleaned that up. Last year, you know, he had some issues. But this year, he's definitely cleaned it up. And before that Washington game, do believe that, I think it was like Mark Slareth or whoever he was calling the game with did say something about, you know, this is his whatever carry and he hasn't fumbled the ball yet. You know, he's doing a great job. And then that play, he came in and he fumbled the ball. And nobody... In a fourth-and-one situation, you're going to run it to Melvin Gordon? That's a coaching decision that's that's fucked up. I don't I don't think that they should have ran Melvin Gordon. I don't understand why they're still having him have equal carries. It should be Javante Williams, and I've been saying this all season long. He is a unique type of player, and he should be the feature back for the Denver Broncos. And the fact that they haven't made that decision yet or made that change is pathetic. Pathetic on the coaching staff. It's really sad. Uh, I I just, I don't know. Malvin Gordon, it's completely his fault that that play turned out the way it did because if he doesn't fumble, then we don't freaking go through that hell. We don't go through all this discussion over Teddy Bridgewater and his heart. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to throw Teddy under the Bridgewater on the team because, you know, he's a great guy and he, you know, he's buddies with everybody. But it's about time to, like, look at his performance this year and really ask ourselves, you know, is this really the best option for the Broncos moving forward? not saying this year just moving forward in general. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning left. And that's not really a whole lot to really talk about. Uh, But regarding, you know, tackles and stuff like that, I do remember Peyton Manning making a few tackles against like Calais Campbell's and then a play against the Chiefs when he threw a couple of picks, you know. But then again, you see Tom Brady not even attempt to make it. And I guess that's the difference between the great quarterbacks, huh? Uh, Especially a person like, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Uh, God, I miss those matchups. Those were always fun. But speaking of we'll switch sides now, we'll look at it a different way. Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. He, at the beginning, or at one point, a couple of games ago, went after a tackle after throwing a pick. And in that tackle that he attempted, he hurt his shoulder. And I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that he hasn't been the same quarterback since. So, um, you know, Bridgewater did apologize for his lack of effort. Um, but nobody's really trying to blame Malvin Gordon. Nobody wants to throw him at fault. Um, and and frankly, going into that game, I don't know what the hell the Broncos were, were thinking or or the way that they prepped, but I knew they weren't going to respond well to a win like that. Sadly, in Vic Fangio's career here as the Broncos, he is one in five in following games when they uh, won a game by ten or more points. So after beating a team by double digits, the following game they, they lax a little and they just like yeah we got that win you know that those wins don't carry over. You got to come back and do it over again the next week. But damn I don't know they they acted like they had won the championship after beating the Cowboys. I remember them pumping their chest, you know, fucking Vic Fangio was like yeah! screaming on the sideline, all pumped up. You know, the team were all like, yeah, you know, we're a different type of group. You know, they freaking disrespect us and this is how we're going to respond. We're going to kick ass and we're going to, you know. But they acted like they completely overlooked the New England Patriots and, and I knew that was going to happen. After the Broncos had beaten the Cowboys, they acted like. It reminded me of Josh McDaniels beating the Patriots back in 2009 and him pumping his chest and, you know, throwing his fist up in the air and act like he won the championship. That's how they acted with the Cowboys following game. You know, they they completely fell apart and they were overlooking the Eagles and we're already talking about a six and four record before this game was even played. Def, uh, definitely, I got to say that defense Did not show up in this game. They allowed over 200 rushing yards. And they're trying to make Jordan Howard. And Jalen Hurts. You know. Put him in the Pro Bowl right away. Jordan Howard hasn't been relevant since 2018. He started off the season. At the beginning of the year. On the practice squad. I should say something about this defense. I mean they just went off. Jalen Hurts. You should have known that. They were going to have like that. That uh, quarterback keep offensive scheme you know they they couldn't even stop that I was sad I knew it was coming and I kept on you know saying, they gotta stop this dude they gotta stop this dude. No, he's just gonna keep getting those chunks and then eventually led to Jordan Howard getting away and then the game was pretty much said and done when the uh, middle linebacker got hurt Baron Browning who had been a big help in the middle of the field for defense him and Kenny Young have been doing a great job together but without them, man, I mean, once he got hurt early on in the game, then Eagles were like, hey, they don't have any linebackers, so let's just keep on running all over them. And they didn't abandon the run game. Sad thing is that the Eagles did the exact same thing that the Broncos did to the Cowboys last week. That was uh, pretty bad. Also, on offense, the not only did the Broncos give up on the running game again, as there was only 18 carries, 18 combined carries, Carries between the two running backs combined to uh, compared to last week, which was 38 carries between the two running backs. Um, that that's pathetic, man. They also gave up on some of the big tight end plays. They had that huge 64 yard play to Albert. Oh, um that only accounted for three points. Sadly, they, they were all the way at the five and they couldn't punch it in. Ended up kicking a field goal. No Pat Shermer in this game, and uh, Mike Shula had to call the plays, and he basically had a simple game plan, and it definitely did not help him out. And I, I, they just couldn't get it done offensively. They they looked they looked terrible to watch. This loss is up there this year with the Oakland Raider, or the Las Vegas Raiders loss uh, when we lost to a team that had no coach. Then we lost to. Uh, the backups of Cleveland. And after that Cleveland game, that's when they should have fired Vic Fangio. But they're not going to make those decisions, which is frustrating to me. So fans who are looking for a change, I just don't see it happening. Also going on, uh, Draymond Jones at the end of the game called out the coaching staff. And uh, also their their own team's execution of the game. Then said, following that, uh, after you know receiving some sort of criticism... He said then the head coach Fangio is a great coach and is respected in the locker room and should be treated as such. Nah, sorry, Jones. I ain't, I ain't about that. I ain't uh, trying to get in Vic Fangio's corner. I ain't about that. Vic Fangio has uh, shown me nothing these past three years. And he's just done some terrible mistakes. To this day, he's still, you know, doing these whack-ass challenges that that I can clearly see from my fucking couch that that's going to get called back. I don't know why he threw that. And, uh, you know, I was right about that. It's just pathetic to see that week after week. And just his lack of overall leadership with the team overall. Like, you're the number one guy, man you need to put this entire team on your back and you need to fucking coach everybody the right way. And now recently, um, after many years of blaming everybody else for the losses, you know, now he's starting to say, you know, coaching is the problem. We need to coach better and we need to do this better. We need to prep our guys better. We need to coach better. It's just like, bro, where, where have you been the last two years? Blame everybody else for the losses. Now that you your seat getting warmer now you're like oh no I gotta do better otherwise I won't have a job Vic Fangio it's uh, I just wish that sometime during the bye week they would just get fired they would just fire him but it's not going to happen people want something to change but no change is going to happen Drew Lock is not going to be the answer for one uh, Drew Lock wasn't available for the game and he's not the answer either he hasn't been available for the past two games because of COVID protocol. And perhaps that's why Teddy made that decision on not making that play on the fumble return because he knew that he was really the only answer at quarterback. If he got hurt, that would really put the Broncos in a bad situation. And I don't I just don't see it happening. And we can play with those type of scenarios if Vic Fangio does get fired. If Fangio gets fired, who gets named as the head coach? Because I definitely do not see. Uh, Pat Schirmer being named head coach or even sticking around with the team. He, he and Vic Fangio and even Tom McMahon should all be in a fucking package together. And all three of them just got to find their way out. But then that would mean Mike Munchak would most likely become the interim head coach who has had experience as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. So maybe it wouldn't hurt. But like I said... No change is going to happen. That really reflects on something that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. Um, but damn it, it was just quite, quite pathetic performance overall. You just had um, them get off to an early start. They they got up ten nothing at one point, and you you felt that. Yeah, the Eagles are doing a lot better job of executing this game plan than the Broncos. But Jalen Hurts, you know, as a mobile quarterback, was doing a great job. He was making all the throws that he needed to. And, you know, coverage was starting to break down. You saw that, uh, that open pass on the sideline and Pat, Shur- or Pat Sertan just kind of watched it happen. Then kind of, like, knew that he, he should have made the play. That was kind of pathetic. But, God, year after year, week after week, we're just... One of the worst third down teams, again, We're one of the worst red zone teams uh, this year, and it's just been pathetic. Like, this offense is no good. This defense is, I know has been battling injuries, but damn, they, they can't make a stop. They've been struggling against some of these big plays, but I don't know what it was about the Cowboy game. Seemed to find an answer, but this Eagles offense just completely cut up the Broncos defense. Just kept running, just kept running. And then play action. You know, Jalen Hurts had that beautiful rainbow pass to his boy, Devontae Smith. And it was a, I'm going to say this, it was very well covered by Pat Sertan. He was all over the dude. Like, you you couldn't possibly cover that any better. But still, Pat Sertan's got to make that play. He's got to freaking come up big, he's got to turn around and extend his arms and make that interception. because That's like a 50-50 ball. They allowed that to happen, man, and and they just freaking, yeah, they just couldn't stop it. I mean, that it just fell perfectly into his hands. And following drive, you know, the Broncos did start to drive, and uh, Melvin Gordon ended up punching it in when they were in the red zone. So the Broncos were adding some, you know, get some points and, you know, trying to make it into a game. That was uh, short-lived, though. Because they basically um, didn't really do much the following drive. The Broncos get it back, and uh, Albert O got that 64-yard play. And then in the red zone, Teddy Bridgewater tried going to the corner, well, kind of the side, to uh, Tim Patrick, who was so close from making a toe tag – Toe drag, uh, touchdown for the Broncos, and instead the drive just ended up being worth three points as McManus made that field goal. Following drive for the Eagles, you know, after a tied ten ten ball game, this when they started getting the the run game going, and Jalen Hurts had a huge run up the uh, off to the side and just getting a whole bunch of yards. Man, it was ridiculous. Broncos just couldn't. They they just did not have an answer for this run game. They did not have an answer for the run game. They couldn't even stop the pass. They were just allowing everybody to get open, and you know Fuller, Darby, uh, Sertan, all these guys are just they're overrated. First of all, and none of them are coming coming huge in these plays. But then another touchdown in that drive to Devonta Smith was starting to like break the spirit of the Broncos. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that I knew that this this was going to fall apart like this. Uh, following drive, you know, again, another third down. Didn't even It was three and out and got a sack on third down, third and 11. This Bronco offense, man, is just... I don't even understand. I don't understand how you can go from what they did last week to this. Like, they didn't prep well. They weren't ready. And, yeah, they weren't coached well. They just can't play in these certain situations, man. They just... I don't know what kind of defense they're running. I don't know what Vic was doing. I don't know what... What Mike Shula was doing with his game plan and I don't know why Mike Shula would abandon the run game and I, I know that many offensive coordinators just love the idea of well the run game didn't work let's pass passing only works if you have a great quarterback who can make those throws if you have a Peyton Manning if you have a Tom Brady if you have somebody who could just keep on slinging it out there we don't have that we have Teddy Bridgewater who is starting to live up to his name of checkdown Teddy now a lot of people are trying to give him a new nickname Business decision, Teddy, or whatever. Um, Teddy Two Gloves, yeah, that that name's slowly starting to to die down. I was having a fun time, you know, on uh, some of those social media, enjoying some of the memes against Teddy Bridgewater. Those are always funny. Um, Noah Fant was starting to get some more catches in this game, but still, Noah Fant is... You know, for a a first-round pick, he should be busting off numbers like like George Kittle or or um, the dude from Kansas City, I forget his name. I just don't like him enough. Travis Kelsey, yeah, that guy. I just hate the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. But if we're talking about future head coaches, I'm hoping that uh, Eric Bieniemy becomes the Denver Broncos head coach. I mean, he's got Colorado ties, so why not? Uh, but at one point, you know, it was 20 to 10, the Broncos. Ended up getting into the red zone at the uh, top of the third. Top of the third. And nice little run to the outside for Javante Williams. Goes in for the touchdown. However, it's called back because uh, Sherbert was... Saubert, whatever the hell his name is, was basically holding on that play. And I knew they were going to call it back, and they did. And tried going for another three, and he gets blocked, and still down by 10. Um, (laughs) Pfft. Yeah, man, this was just no fun. But we got to a point where, you know, it's still twenty to ten at that point, and they're gonna try and do something here. Actually, it was twenty to thirteen at one point, and this was uh five minutes left of the uh, the third quarter, and the Eagles had the ball and just kept on driving. They kept on going. They weren't going away, man. They they knew how to put 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 the Broncos away, and they did just that. They were just killing us on all these plays, man. It didn't matter what Justin Phil or Justin Simmons did make an interception at the end of the third to uh, hopefully turn things around for this Bronco team. But sadly, you know, this is where you know bad shit happens. This is where moments that define our season start to fucking fall through. Um. After, after a nice pass over the middle to Noah Fant, then um, we couldn't convert on the first three goes at it. I mean, it ended up becoming fourth and one. And what happens? Hey, let's run uh, Melvin Gordon, who has had a fumble in a crucial moment. Against the Washington football team. So let's throw him in and uh, see what happens. So they go for it on 4th and 1. Hand off up the middle for Melvin Gordon. And what does Melvin Gordon do? Fucking fumbles it. And puts it on the ground. Darius Slay, the free agent from Detroit. With the Eagles. Picks it up and just fucking dances around the field for a bit. And uh, yeah, just completely runs down the sideline. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't even bother making a tackle. He just kind of like... Uh, half-assed, grunted his body towards him, and I don't even know what that was about. The but Broncos he did say are that giving Broncos are give- Broncos should be giving up. I don't know. This is just bad. This is just bad football overall. It's not even fun to watch yeah. anymore. Yeah, and then they run it all the way back for a touchdown, and you know, a lot of people want to give shit for uh, Teddy Bridgewater not making an attempt on that, but Malvin Gordon was, like, right behind him. Why didn't Malvin Gordon make a a, a diving attempt at his legs and try and make a play there? He didn't. So, sadly, unfortunately, the Broncos uh, really didn't do anything else in this game. Uh, They they went down the field. They scored another field goal. And then for the Broncos, they tried getting another touchdown in garbage time, and it really counted for nothing. When they were in the red zone uh, at the end of the game on fourth and goal, Uh, Teddy Bridgewater overthrew Tim Patrick didn't even give him an opportunity to make the catch Basically threw the ball away and what happens in the end, you know We just come away with this sad 30 to 13 score Which is almost identical as the score that they had against the Cowboys last week So yeah, a lot of fans are just keep continuously living on that Cowboy Win, but I mean I knew that they were gonna fall apart in this game. This was just sad football wasn't even enjoyable you know, and now you got to ask yourself, you know, after the bye week, what's really going to happen? There's not going to be any coach changes. <clears throat> There's not going to be any quarterback changes, so you can forget about that. Now we have five divisional games towards the end of the season, and this is like the sev- final seven game stretch. We're five and five right now. How do you think we're going to end the year? That's a good question. Like, uh, this is Dow wow, by the way. Hi, everybody. It's me. The Dow, baby. So, can we win any of the games in our division? There's five divisional games left. One against the Raiders, two against the Chiefs, if two we against, don't the win against the Chargers. Raiders or the Chiefs, I'll freaking screech. It's been forever since we beat the Chiefs. Like six That's years, what bro. I'm it's some bull. <laughs> We're well overdue on beating this fucking team already. I swear. Cancel. <laughs> Yeah, let's cancel the Raiders. They're let's already cancel the Broncos, dude. Fuck this. To be dude. honest, I feel like the Raiders are already canceling themselves, so I'm not too worried about them. It'd Be nice to get some revenge against that shitty, humiliating loss that we suffered against them when they had no coach. Do he you was think going we're through all that. Snap shit. on them, or do you think we're gonna lose? I feel like we're just gonna fall over. I don't yeah. see us winning. Maybe one extra, like. Maybe one game what in our game vision. What do you think will I, I think maybe a San Diego game. It's hard to say the Chiefs game after seeing what they did against the Raiders this past week. They went off, man. They were like 50 to fucking... I mean, just... I don't know if it was 50. It was like, uh, excuse me, 40 touchdowns. Sorry. 40 points um, against the Raiders. And Patrick Mahomes looks like himself again. You know, he got five touchdowns in that game. He went off. So... Chiefs are already looking like another concern again so watch out for the Chiefs um, other than that I mean the Chargers are kind of falling apart right now maybe there's a win there but I just don't see it the uh, Raiders I don't know lately they've had the Broncos number so I don't see them pulling any of those wins off man I, I don't know what's gonna happen coach situation yeah the fucking emails that came out that pretty much damned Josh Gruden I'm already forgetting his name Oh. So, yeah, I don't know, man. What would our final divisional record be? One in five is what I'm guessing, and we'll probably be at the bottom of the division. Well, it's like we're not even going to, like, snap at all this year. It's just going to be, like, straight losses. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be crappy. Damn, man. Also, what's the problem with this team's coaching, dude? Well, man, it like overall this team has just been uh, really shitty, dude. Just it's just been I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's um, it really starts with with the coaching with Vic Fangio as overall as a leader. He's ne- he you know for the longest time he never took accountability and blamed everyone else for his problems. And with winning, he used to you know take credit and be like, yeah, that's what we planned for, blah blah blah. But there's hasn't been a whole lot of winning with Vic Fangio. There's been nothing but losing, man, and I'm tired of it. And I'm sure Broncos country is tired of it, too. Do you think we're planning on, uh, like, redoing maybe our coaching system for right now? Or not right now. So we're not going to make any changes right now. And that really goes to the tip top. Um, other than the coaching, it really kind of comes down to a lack of ownership, bro. We don't have an owner anymore ever since um, Pat Bolin passed away. Yeah, rest, rest of soul. Was gonna take over. Yeah, that's that's a huge question, man. Who's going to take over I'm right now? Where you at, man? <laughs> they need like a rich billionaire. That And the sad reality is whoever's going to become the owner of the Denver Broncos, it's going to be some big-name billionaire that you've never heard of who's not going to have any care about the Denver Broncos other than the fact that he wants to own a team. And <sighs> Someone helped Dow blow up and like five years so we can buy the team guys yeah for real support me on my patreon <laughs> yeah. you just need somebody there who, who's gonna be able to take over and uh it, you know you would really want like a billionaire fan <laughs> lifelong fan that could be the best scenario ever but sadly i don't feel like it's going to be any of the bolins yeah um any of you think pat bolin's step up well, any of Pat Boland's uh, children, they're actually kind of like fighting with each other. Damn. Um, it was. It sounded like originally it was going to be split between the three of them, and the three of them were going to basically take control of this team. However, when he was going through uh, some of his Alzheimer's problems in 2009, and he signed the team over to, uh, you know, the trustees of like Joe Ellis and a few other the big names, and John Alway ended up getting a hold of the team. Now they're trying to pin pin it all for the bowling kids to, like, be fighting against each other. So they don't want none of them to take over, which is sad. And that would be the best option to, like, really freaking get this team, you know, under some good management because at least Brittany Bowling seems to be the one that really uh, is in prime position to take over the team. She's been with the team for the longest time, and um, she's... I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they're going to give it to her. It's hard to say because um, I feel like they're going to have to sell the team. Uh, right. I feel like they have no no hope. They should uh, make them do a Mortal Kombat League to fight for the, the team. Yeah, the right. The team. <laughs> it sounds like that they can't even get them all in the freaking, uh, you know, in the same room together, have some sort of the same agreement. So, it, I mean, it's a whole messy ownership situation that's been going through lawsuits and it's been been bad. So that's what's going on. That's why there hasn't been any, that's why, you know, Vic Fangio hasn't been fired and he should be fired. He should have been fired at the end of last year uh, with his terrible game management over the past three years. Um, this t- team looks like they've given up on the coaching staff and there's no depth to the teams. There, there's no freaking, you know, special teams is garbage and it's been horrendous forever. And they, the fact that they still have him as a, Tom McMahon as their coach I, I just don't understand it They they need a, The Broncos need to look at George Payton As Obi-Wan Kenobi You know you straight up like Eric. They're Princess Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi Is their only hope and that's George Payton And you know The the downfall of the Broncos really reflects Of the ownership of uh, Really f- reflects the missing ownership Of the team ever since Pat Boland passed away they need to look at themselves Let's see He passed away in ben 2019 but that. even then he wasn't Really in control of the team during that, so I mean, the, yeah, this past few years have been really bad. Um, but the yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say what's going to happen. The Broncos' best possible scenario is for a rich lifelong fan to take over the team or keep it in the Bolin family. But I don't see that happening. Sadly. Because I know that was what Pat Bowen would want. That was Pat Bolin's dream Was for one of his kids to take over the team And the fact that that's not going to happen And the fact that nobody really cares That that's what Pat Bolin wants You know it's kind of sad and disheartening But you know That's his life and is the Broncos life That's the current situation we find ourselves in Sadly um, We're on a bye week this week So we'll see what happens I really don't know you know where the Broncos go from here. And Q, it's a hard knocks life. It's a hard knocks life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Meenie uh, Just a cute few of the updates around the NFL. Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens that started on Thursday, uh, 22 to 10. Baltimore Ravens did not have an answer, and basically the Dolphins did the same thing that the Bengals did and overwhelm. Uh, Lamar Jackson with, uh, you know, just completely shutting down his running game. Couldn't get that going, so they pulled it off the victory. Another big upset in the uh, regular season. The Washington football team beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, 29-19. And we had mentioned earlier that Tom Brady just sat there and threw that pick and didn't even do anything to stop it. The Detroit Lions are not going to have a winless season. They will actually have... Um, a tie on the record after they tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-16 um, and there's still NFL players who don't know that you can tie in the NFL which is fucking stupid dumbasses that's all I'm gonna Dumb say asses. Tennessee Titans pulled the victory over the Saints even though, uh, what's his name homeboy, uh, good old Trevor Simeon Mr. Simeon almost pulled off the comeback victory So that would have been impressive. But uh, Mark Ingram does pass Deuce McAllister to become the Saints franchise leader in rushing yards. So congratulations on him. The Cowboys bounce back against the Atlanta Falcons, beating their asses 43 to 3. The New England Patriots whoop some ass as well, 45 to 7 against the Cleveland Browns. Buffalo Bills finding their rhythm, beating the Jets 45 17. Indianapolis Colts barely beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though Trevor's story or Trevor Wow Trevor Story No Trevor Lawrence uh, had an opportunity to make the comeback in that one, but fumbled in the end. The Minnesota Vikings pulling off the upset on the LA Chargers, but is really an upset. I feel like the Vikings are a really good team. They've just been having a lot of unfortunate situations throughout this year. The Carolina Panthers. Whooped up on the Arizona Cardinals, who didn't have Kyler Murray or A.J. Greed or DeAndre Hopkins. So they were out with their, their big players. But the Carolina Panthers, who just signed Cam fucking Newton back to the team. And he, he came in and scored a rushing touchdown and took his helmet off and saying, i will back. Shut up, dude. You fucking came in on on a special design play for you. It's not like you even know the, the playbook. He wasn't even the starter. He wasn't even playing. Then they want to make it sound like that. Then, this is the story, you know. Is it really a comeback story? You got to be the starter, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. That's what kind of shit be going on in this place? What the hell? Final three games here. Um, Seattle Seahawks. First game with Russell Wilson back. Couldn't beat the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers beat them. Uh, 17. Hey, what about nothing, Wilson? man. The defense of the Packers really stepped up. That's got me thinking. What about... Uh, what's his name going to the Panthers? Going back. Cam Newton? Yeah. What is, that's crazy, dude. I was I just saying that, I man. It that. was like just recently, fucking... Like I just still can't believe that, though. Like, yeah, he was out there on Sunday. Like, I know he scored a touchdown. It's just like... Insane to think about, you know. Yeah, how you can like I don't know. I felt like the team like completely abandoned him and gave up bad. on him. I feel like they're done. And then they're all like, yeah, I don't know. That seems like a desperate move. They're gonna be um, like, bro, what are you doing back here? He's gonna be like, my friend. What you about? I don't think he's foreign, Dominic. But nice try. <laughs> uh, we mentioned the Chiefs beat the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, forty-one uh, fourteen. So it looks like Patrick Mahomes is back. Yippee. Uh, but I was saying, to say, oh, the Green Bay Packers have a great defense, man, for them to keep Russell Wilson scoreless. That's pretty good. Um, and then the 49ers beat the L.A. Rams 31-10. That was a big shocker, but the 49ers just kept to their – what their bread and butter and just kept on running it, kept on pounding it. And, uh, yeah, the, the Rams didn't have an answer, and they got overwhelmed on defense and – They fucking George Kittle, the tight end of the Niners, basically pancaking Von Miller out there. So Von Miller and his new team—that's gonna be a memory—is him just getting flattened out. Bye, bye, Von. I don't miss you as much. Um, But yeah, now, now I'm starting to think like the best two teams in the NFL who could be in the Super Bowl. This is an interesting matchup: the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. That would be, that would be something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah, um, the Broncos don't play until s- shit, November twenty eighth. So after Thanksgiving, then the Broncos will be back playing the LA Chargers, one of the first of the final five divisional matchups that they have this year. Um, let's do some pickles Why not? Because that's what we always do at the end of the episode. Um, it's really late. I'm fucking tired, but I'm almost. Done with all this shit, so... It's freezing all right, It's freezing out here. Man, it's cold out here. It's cold outside. Sing this song, you mean... Be- anyway, um... New England Patriots going up against the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. Going with the Patriots on that one. The Indianapolis Colts will battle the Buffalo Bills... Gotta stick with the Bills, man, even though they've been kind of, like, rocky here and there. Gotta go with the Bills. Baltimore Ravens are gonna play the Chicago Bears. I think that the Ravens bounce back after their humiliating loss. Uh, Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns. I don't know. Cleveland Browns have been kind of, like, iffy lately. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns. Sorry. Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Got to go with the Titans, of course. Houston Texans have one win this year. Sad. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, divisional match. Oh, I love North, divisional matches. Man, There's there's some of the fun. But uh, I'm going to have to go with the Packers. Miami Dolphins going up against the New York Jets. Both of these teams are really bad, really horrendous. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. They beat the Ravens. They're on the up and up. So let's see. Northern Saints going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Saints or Eagles? Oh man, this could be a toss up. The Eagles just had a huge win, right? Right against the Broncos, right? right? I don't know. I'm going with the Saints. Saints have got to bounce back. Trevor Simeon, Simeon, Trevor Simeon. He he's got to be Mr. Simeon. Mr. Simeon. He's got to be freaking killing it out there. He he has been. He's balling. I'm kind of missed him. You didn't. You not hear me say that. Anyways, uh, Washington at Carolina Panthers. Go with the. Uh, see, I can't pick Cam Newton and then the Panthers, so I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with the Washington Vogue team after beating Tampa Bay. Damn. Yep, it's ballsy. It's a ballsy uh, move, dude. It's ballsy. Uh, San Francisco, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the worst teams. Got to go with the Niners who just beat the Rams. Bengals and Raiders. Raiders, I told y'all the Raiders are going to have a collapse and it's going to continue on for another week. Bengals taking this one all the way. Uh, Dallas Cowboys The Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be an interesting one. Those are two Ooh. playoff teams right there. Um, I'm nervous. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, man. I'm wondering. Maybe. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I don't know. Fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> fuck Mahomes. Chiefs, Chiefs are what? He's a... Mahomes. You know, fat, curly-headed fuck. <gasps> Uh, Arizona Cardinals Seattle Seahawks Another divisional matchup I think Kyler Murray Should be back in this game So I'm going with the Cardinals Damn That's crazy bro Pittsburgh Steelers Going up against the Los Angeles Chargers Uh, I don't like the Steelers And I hate to root for them But I think they'll beat the Chargers I think so too Come on Uh, And then the final game Monday night Is New York Giants at Tampa I mean, have it, Bay? Really ever print a real staple of their name? if you really think about it? You know? No. Yeah. Really. Mm. No, no, we no, not really. Have anybody good, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my pickems. Um, yeah, you guys. Uh, it's been a crazy one. It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride, but full of fun and excitement. We'll see what happens this uh, next week. Broncos aren't gonna play, so I don't know. Find a new team to root for this weekend or uh, go do something productive. I don't know. Go get laid. Take your ex-wife out to dinner. Take Uh, your ex-wife out to dinner. uh, Smash her fucking sister and then uh, go home and live your happy life. It'll be a good night. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, and uh, have a happy new year. Uh, Thanks for coming out this Thanksgiving, and everybody have a good holiday, you know? I'll probably do another episode before Thanksgiving, but, uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, just, yeah. Make sure everybody stays healthy, stay safe. Um, like I had mentioned in the last episodes, COVID is fucking breaking out in Colorado. Okay. shit's getting crazy again. This is ridiculous. So wash your damn hands, wear your mask. If you're not vaccinated, you know, follow the mandates, just do your fucking part. And what else is going on? Oh, uh violence, man, there's a bunch of gun violence here in Colorado, so please be safe out there, keep an eye out, and uh hope you guys all stay elevated. Yes, stay safe, stay elevated and uh play some uh video games y'all. Also nice. download Dow's music Yeah, because it's dope. I'm dropping a new track here soon. New track coming out soon, so y'all better check it out and uh making cover art for it. So. Guys have a groovy one. Deuces. Uh, this has been the elevated sports podcast please like and subscribe and follow at elevated underscore sagala s-i-g-a-l-a on twitter and elevated sports community on instagram for updates and interactions with the host remember to always stay elevated